Do you ever have your emotions get the best of you? <laughs> Does your emotions ever hijack you and take control of your actions? This is Friday, August 25th. A few days ago, I found myself riding a wave of anger. Something small, something you wouldn't think would matter. Grab the steering wheel of my heart. Yes, there was an outburst. It was an overreaction for sure. And I made a fool of myself. When moments like this are over and the dust settles, we wonder, how did this happen? Why did such a little thing get me going? Now today we take a little look to understand the way our hearts work and how we can deal with times like this. Here's our text for today, John chapter 16, verse 31 to 32. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. Now, the disciples, as we learned yesterday, have just told Jesus that they believe they have him figured out. It all makes sense, and they understand, thank you. But Jesus challenges them. Do you think you believe? Just wait till the moment comes and you're going to have you will you're going to doubt everything. You're going to run. You'll even abandon me in the process. You just wait. You think you are set, but when the time comes, you're going to fall apart. Wow. Talk about a rebuke. This is a let's see how things really turn out statement. Yesterday we looked at false confidence. The disciples have that for sure. But what Jesus is trying to tell them is that they think they are settled, but the emotion of the moment is going to get the best of them. They're going to be so shocked that they'll be caught off guard. They will end up doing what they cannot imagine doing, running, doubting, scattering. Why does this happen? I like the way the social psychologist Jonathan Haidt explains it. He describes the power of our emotions. He talks about a man riding a giant elephant. The man, who represents our rational selves, spends his days directing the elephant where he wants it to go. But if the elephant, and that represents our emotional selves, is spooked, guess who has control? Do you think that little man can control that giant beast then? Not a chance. Hate says, this is the power of our emotions. Now, likely you've seen this at work. You're heading into a meeting and you have a plan. You've tried to play the meeting out in your mind so you could be prepared. You've got it figured out before you go in. Then the moment comes and something is said that triggers you or something you didn't expect happened. And all your planning, well, it goes out the window. Your emotions, that spooked and now stampeding elephant, shows up. The man on top looks small and powerless. The elephant has won the day. You emerge from the meeting wondering, what in the world just happened? All your preparations seem to be useless in the face of the emotional shift you experienced. And this is what will happen to the disciples. They think they've got it. But Jesus tells them, just wait till the moment comes and see. And of course, 
Jesus is right. He always is. So we ask, well, what can we do about this? Now listen to what Jesus says, because he also will be brought into a moment like this. He says, you will leave me alone, but the Father will be with me. You see, Jesus is more honest than we are. He knows he needs the Father in order to pass through his hour of trial. Indeed, Jesus has not really done anything alone. He's lived his life before the face of the Father and in the strength that the Father provides. I think the first step for us in dealing with moments like this and our emotions is knowing our weakness, knowing that our emotions often get the best of us. Now, of course, this doesn't mean we skip the preparation for difficult conversations, but we're not surprised at the power of the elephant. Like the man in the metaphor, we ride that elephant every day. We are well aware of what the elephant can do. And this is that we are aware of the power of our emotion in our lives. So let's not beat ourselves up when we struggle with our emotions. It goes with our humanity, and this is a gift from God. But there's more. We may not be able to control the elephant when that happens, and he can be easily spooked. But what if we try to build a path for the elephant knowing that he will run? Then he won't completely run off, but instead run more where we want him to go. You say, how do we do that? Well, first, we can be aware of our emotional states, aware of the ways the elephant can become spooked. We can come to see the triggers that spook our elephant and learn to harness the power of our emotions and harness them for good. But it all begins with that awareness. And that's what Jesus is working on with the disciples. He knows they won't see it coming, and when it comes, they're going to be shattered. He wants to increase what we call today emotional intelligence and to know that despite what happens, they can trust in him. Of course, all of this is the reminder that we have the same emotional life that the disciples did. We need to learn how to live with those emotions as challenging as it may be. And the good news of the gospel is that Jesus loved them every step of the way, even when they scattered and abandoned him. And this is where God is with us too. Let's pray. Father God, you know our hearts so much better than we know them ourselves. Give us wisdom in how to learn from our emotions and to navigate the challenges before us this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.